The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Haley Hubbard, a mom to three kids and wife to a touring artist and songwriter. And I'm Jessica Diamond, a registered dietitian nutritionist with a master's in public health. And this is Meaningful Living. Every week, we're breaking down the overwhelming amount of parenting, nutrition, and lifestyle information into credible knowledge and simple tools. The Cliff Notes Guide to Feeling Confident in Your Everyday Choices. It takes a village. We're so excited to share ours with you. We couldn't be more excited to have Clea and Joanna from the Home Edit on today's episode. If you haven't heard of them before, you'll be so happy by the end of this hour. Clea and Joanna are the co-founders of the Home Edit. They're the most talented professional organizers. They premiered their own series on Netflix called Get Organized with the Home Edit. They've launched their own line of products and they've collaborated with so many brands like the Container Store and CalPAC. There's really not much they haven't done. Truly, truly. They do it all. They're also friends of mine and they've helped us get organized in our own home. And I leave every conversation with them just feeling full and inspired. I love their range of being able to be fun and funny, but also just get real on the real issues. And I'm just a fangirl. Their humor and friendship with each other have really kept me smiling through 2020 and now 2021. We get to talk to them about pretty much everything. What organization even looks like coming out of the chaos of 2020, We talk about how to get organized on a budget, toy maintenance, travel, and how hard it is to leave our kids for work. I really hope you all enjoy. Well, thanks for having us, guys. We're very excited to be with you. Wish it was in person, but you know what? Excited. It's okay. We're we're the closest we've ever been to doing things in person again. I know. Very, very close. So close. Thank you for being here. It's so good to see you both and have you on the podcast today. Clea, I think our husbands are riding bikes today, so I'm assuming you're in Nashville, but I don't know that for a fact. I am are you in Nashville. We are both in Nashville. Um, and John is probably going to be riding bikes today because it looks like a beautiful day out. And that's usually what he does. So yes, yes. It's sunny and freezing. But that's my favorite temperature, sunny and freezing. Yeah. I'm with you. I love it. I love I totally it. totally agree. Well, we're so excited to have you guys. We're very excited that season two of Get Organized with the Home Edit is coming out again. <laughs> and I think that's Jess true. and I both want to know how we can get on the show for one. But um, <laughs> no, seriously, guys, I need you. <laughs> I can just see what 2020 and 2021 has left my house. You would just, it would make your head explode. I believe it because no, we're all a little bit worse for wear. Like I, we're, none of us are exempt. You know, this past year right, has been, right. it's been a real, it's been a real thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. It's definitely taken its toll in different ways on different people. And, <laughs> you know, many for most for worse, I think. Yeah. So, you know, we, we get it. Yeah. We really get it. The amount of stuff that I have collected for myself and my kids and everybody just to entertain us all has, it's just oh. over the top. Oh my yes. God. Uh, totally. Do you guys feel that way? Oh my God. Just, I mean, at the beginning of COVID one year ago, what I now also believe that we only mark calendar times in March to March. Like, I don't think the year starts in January anymore. I think that we've like changed that. Um, I think that's right. And, but like, just thinking back a year ago, just even the amount of puzzles I bought, like, like what? There are so many things that we've all accumulated because we were so desperate to entertain ourselves, our kids, um, to just keep ourselves busy, have something to focus on. Uh, just, I, I mean, everything became 
like everyone's giving each other a pass and even ourselves, yeah. you know, like we ended up, yeah. you know, I, I went through phases of like then getting really focused on buying things for the house because then I, you know, I was obsessed with making the house as beautiful and livable as possible because, you right. know, I was here you all the time. Anywhere. Right. Like, yeah. you know, the, I, I was obsessed with setting up a homeschool station. I'm buying all the, like, it just, it was it, endless, it's endless. So yes. don't worry. Yeah. We, it was endless. We are guilty too. There's this like weird thing that's happening where, so we were wearing so many hats, still are, locked in doors, you know, acquiring all this stuff to be everything. But then at the same time, it's like, I want to organize it and get rid of it. But I'm also scared of at what point are we going to all be indoors again, you know, in the short period of time, am I going to actually need some of this homeschooling stuff and or right. whatever it may be in the near future? So what do we do with it? How do we organize this? Well, it's kind of hard. I think we've all become like, preppers in a, in a weird way, like, because like, we're all like always wondering, are we on the brink of, of another new lockdown, a new disaster, a new like school shutting down, whatever it is. Um, so I think it's all about, we have to like recalibrate a little bit. And I think that it's springtime. It's been a full year. Vaccines are happening, you know, like cases are, Mm -hmm. are stable. Like, I feel like we're, we're, we're in a much better place than we were literally in any other moment until like every day is getting a little bit better. And I'm trying to reset my my own thinking and have kind of like a springtime renewal in my own home, but also just in my mentality and the way I've been living this last year, I really want to try and recenter myself and be like, you do. Okay. The ship was stuck in the Suez canal does not mean you need to rush out and buy all this new toilet paper again. Like we don't need to do that again. (laughs) Like stop it. You know, And so I think we We don't need to relive. No, we don't. And so I think that we need to just like all take a collective deep breath and try and remember that everything we buy, we have to have a place for it in our home. And it's no longer like we're not in a hunger games mentality anymore. Like we need to we take a step back, pedal backwards a little bit. And anyway, that's what I'm trying to do with my own life in my own home. Yeah, me too. I, I mean, I'm very cognizant about what I bring into the house because you have to have, to Clay's point, you have to have a place for it. Otherwise it's going to sit on the kitchen counter. You know, I mean, that's just the reality of the situation. So be aware of what you're bringing in and it will make the, the other side of it, which is putting it away so much better. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we all were giving, again, we all deserved a hall pass for this last year. But even ourselves, like, you know, we started accumulating more than we needed and giving ourselves too much of a pass being like, you know what, right now, the puzzle can just be out on the dining room table. Like, I'll figure it out later. Like, let me just get through this day, get through this week, get through this year. And now it's like, okay, it's time for healthier habits again. Yeah. Yeah. You hit such a trigger when you just said on the kitchen counter, because that's what I've been doing. Everything just kind of lives out there till I'm finally sick of seeing it. And I'm like... Oh, okay, let me just put it in a drawer. And then I'm like, no, that's worse. And so, uh, yeah, it I'm is. Just, I'm there. It I'm is. Right there. It's, and the kitchen counter is just a magnet for things, any flat surface, but especially the kitchen counter. It's just a magnet. Mm-hmm. Everything ends there. It makes me crazy. Place. It makes me crazy too. I mean, things that come in, and especially when you have multiple people in a household, whether it's, you know, a roommate, a husband, a partner, a spouse, kids, nannies, whatever it is, it's like, that is the dropping zone. That's where everyone puts everything. And I end up taking the pile and then like walking it to like a different side of the kitchen and like putting the pile down just like by the toaster mm-hmm. instead of like the pile. I, it's like I'm reshuffling the pile somehow is making it go away. And no, I need to <laughs> no. hold myself accountable and be like, just carve yeah. out 20 minutes and figure out where to put yeah. these things. And you know what? If the space isn't available where it needs to go, then it's time to purge something else from that space. That's right. It tells you when it's time because you can no longer 
fit anything else in a drawer or you can no longer squeeze another sweater on the, on the hanger. You know, your space will tell you when it's time. And that is your indicator that it is time. That's like the last straw. Right. My space is screaming at me right now. Yeah. That's the point of it. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Every flat well, surface is covered in our house and my t-shirt drawer, like we can't close it right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'll get to it. I will get to it tomorrow. But it's I, it's to the point where I need to just like check myself into my house for a week mm-hmm. by myself and just do it. A t-shirt drawer is a perfect place to just do it because it's so limited. It's so contained and it's one category so that mm-hmm. you can just edit it out. I mean, if you give yourself 20 minutes, I bet you could zip through that and you will feel okay. so good just without one drawer. Okay. I'm doing it. Yeah. And how do you guys stay focused? Because I am such a like distracted person, especially with my phone. I'm going to put it away right now. It distracts <laughs> me from everything. How do you stay focused when you're organizing? I like to put on a podcast, honestly. Like it keeps me like Oh, focused. you mean when you're by yourself organizing? I was like, uh, excuse me, we usually talk when we organize together, but you're oh. right. When you're by yourself. When you're by yes. yourself or when you're trying to just stay not distracted by everything around you, I think a podcast is actually super helpful in, in actually focusing your attention because it's already taking away one of your senses and sensory mm-hmm. deprivation is actually helpful when you're trying to stay focused. So it's like already, I need my eyes to be on this. I can't have my ears like humming around me too. I need to actually just hear something. It keeps my mind really focused and I can be centered on this one activity. I mean, mm-hmm. it, not only do I get my organizing done, I get my steps in. I mean, you try and do that with kids rooms too. You're looking at a good amount of cardio. Yeah. So oh, I think my gosh. highly recommend, highly recommend. It's a win. Not only because we have a podcast, but I love the podcast tip because I do that also with cooking. When I'm cleaning, cooking, organizing, anytime like that, it's just, it almost feels like a mini vacation for a parent. It's yeah. really it nice because you're focused. You're focused and, it, you know, and then you can do something with your hands and still listen. It's like the perfect amount of focus that you need. Yeah. Please, right. The other thing with the AirPods, which is really great. I tell my kids, they know that I'm busy. It's like, it's like a do not enter sign for my ears. <laughs> do not disturb. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. it's, a, it's a conference call. I'm so sorry. Mommy's on a call, you know? And meanwhile, I'm just listening to Dateline, but like, they don't need to know that. It's totally fine. <laughs> Speaking of chaos and like pan- post-pandemic decluttering and kids rooms, how about stuffed animals? We're in this like trying to declutter stuffed animal phase. And I, you guys, I don't know if you're still in that phase with your kids yeah. or if we had grown out of it. But yesterday we had two like mountains of stuffed animals because they're just great gifts and, you know, you just accumulate them. I feel like I'm like the toy story and I'm watching the toy story and I'm like, oh, but like, I can't get rid of him. And I get so sad, but I'm like, but we don't need this many stuffed animals. Like, how do you, I don't know. How do you not make everything so sentimental? It is No, it's hard. It's real. I think you have to determine the amount of space that you're willing to spend on stuffed animals and then decide the most valuable ones to use that space. And once it exceeds that space, same rules as t-shirts. You got to you gotta go through and then make decisions. And if some of it is just sentimental for you, maybe it goes in a sentimental box and doesn't need to live with the stuffed animals in that space if they're not like playing with that one. But I mean, I know I do it with my daughter. My daughter's like, okay, we can get rid of this one. I was like, you got that when we came home from the hospital. You're not getting rid of that. You know, like, <laughs> so sometimes I get it too. I definitely get it. Yeah. I mean, stuffed animals are hard because... So my daughter, who is, she would be a hoarder if I let her, I will just say that, I will admit that. She has three kind of like woven bins, uh, floor bins that she keeps her stuffed animals in. If those bins become maxed out, something's got to go. Like it just has to, because I'm not buying a fourth one. 
So you have to just like set a limit for how, Mm -hmm. for the volume that is acceptable for the room. My son um, in his window seat, he has three pullout drawers in his window seat. That's where his stuffed animals go. If that space is exceeded, you know, it's curtains for, 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 you you know, you, I, I do. But, but, you know, again, like you have to devote the space and then once say yeah. exactly just like Joanna said with the t-shirt drawer, once, once it starts to topple over and become not manageable, then you have to get rid of things. I too, in my own mind, live in Toy Story and get very sentimental and stuck on certain things. Um, Joanna knows this, the truth about me. I, I'm not that sentimental when it comes to physical things, except no, like zero, zero things. I know I, I like threw out my wedding album. Like I don't need it. It's fine. It's digitized, <laughs> but I am like my gorilla stuffed animal that I got when I was born from the hospital sits in my office closet on a shelf. Cause I'm afraid if he's in a box, he won't be able to breathe. Like that's how much I live in toy story <laughs> yeah. in my right. own this mind. This is who we're here having on your podcast, by the way. Is somebody I'm that literally is worried. worried. About stuffed animal right. <laughs> I'm literally worried that my stuffed animal gorilla who was a stuffed, it is really a stuffed monkey, but his name was gorilla. I wasn't that smart, but I mean, I was very attached to it. And I'm like, he can't breathe if I put him away. So he has to sit on my shelf. He's been sitting like in a corner of some nook and cranny in my home since I was born. And, but I do that with my kids, stuffed animals too. And it's really hard. Yeah. The easiest thing to do is to remove the ones that bug you a little bit. Like the, yes. like the really yes. unattractive ones that were like a gift. Some of them are ugly. Noise. Some of them are ugly. just ugly. Yeah. 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 So, you know. Yeah remove those. What age do our kids get a say in what is removed? Because I feel like at the young age, so I have a kid that's almost three. And with him, I just shuffle the toys and he doesn't get a say in what's coming out and what's not. And I shuffle them around and I can just donate things that aren't working anymore. But at what age do they actually get attached and do they get a say in what goes and what stays? Well, they're always attached. If you ask them all of a sudden, what it could be a shredded piece of paper and it's like, that's their favorite toy. So like you have to be careful when asking for opinions that you don't want. I think that probably goes for <laughs> every person in your life, uh, in my view. Um, be careful for asking for advice and opinions that you don't want uh, the answer to. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I think that it really depends on the child and it depends on their personality. My daughter has a lot of anxiety issues and I think that's a lot of where her attachment comes from. She has like a real attachment anxiety to like, you know, separation anxiety issues. And so I know that it's going to be really hard for her and that I know what she loves and what she cares about. So I can make those decisions more easily for her. Joanna's daughter is more cutthroat and like, actually a pretty good participant in the purging process. So it's like, know your audience, like, no, you know, we're, we're the adults here. So we have to make decisions for our own children's well-being and mental well-being at the same time, involve them as early as you want and see, see how it goes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I make Marlo do it with me. And I'm like, this is your space. You can decide how you want you know, I say you can decide, of course. And I'm like, this one's really ugly. You should get rid of this one. But I do, in theory, let her decide which one to keep as long as it's contained in this space that she has. Yeah. Oh, those are great tips. Yesterday, Olivia was trying to get rid of some and I was like, well, that one's really cute. And then I was like, okay, stop. <laughs> stop. <laughs> <Haley>. <laughs> Yeah, take take Let the win. Yeah, take the win, yeah. Haley. She wants, you know, but it's good. It's like it is very healthy to involve kids as early as you want to involve yeah. them, honestly. Right. It it is a good mm-hmm. lesson in life that we had need to understand our space parameters, you know, that this is whether even if they're three years old, this is their room, this is their closet, yeah. this is, you know, their physical space, and they need to respect it and respect the items. You know, we always say mm-hmm. that, you know, if if you have the space to keep them, that's totally fine. But you have to make sure that if you're keeping stuffed animals, for instance, it doesn't really honor the item, the stuffed animal, if you're just 
shoving it in a corner or, you know, letting it kind of topple over in the bin. It's like, it's really good to set those boundaries early on with kids. But again, if they're not great at letting go of things, I think that then as a parent, you know, you can kind of make those help make the decisions for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's actually a great point on top of that, because I think, or them organizing their own space and just being involved in that, I think goes into how do we teach our kids manners and how to clean up after themselves. And like, obviously mm-hmm. a toddler's not going to clean up an entire room, but just getting involved with them and having yeah. them start to take care of their stuff is important because then it we're is. really teaching them. That's right. And you might as well it. teach them young. I mean, it's like a language, you know, the earlier you start, the more ingrained it is in them. And then they're, then they have respect for their space, which is what anyone should have as they get older. Right. It's mm-hmm. the goal. You know, I mean, their room is, is the same thing as their apartment. It's just that they don't have as much autonomy over it, you know, but I mean, like they should, they shouldn't live in like some kind of pigsty. You shouldn't have to be the one on your hands and knees cleaning up and and putting everything back every day too. Right. Yeah, for sure. I think that segues perfectly into that. I think some parents think that getting organized means dropping thousands of dollars at the container store and buying all the perfectly color coordinated products, you know, as we all want those, but what tips do you have for families on a tight budget to help them just get started with organizing if that's where they're at? Well, you know, we always say that part of our process, our process is is kind of a four-part, you know, when we think about organizing, it's you want to edit, then you want to categorize, then you want to do the containment and the maintaining pieces and the labeling. But a lot of that process is actually free. The only thing that ends up costing money potentially is that containment aspect because that's where you want to get the bins and the baskets and whatnot. But the editing is absolutely free. All it is is time, effort, energy, and it mm-hmm. makes the most transformative difference. So again, of the steps, that's the most transformative. It's it's like losing weight. You know, it just it's it's just like a poof and it's gone. It's it's really a, mm-hmm. a miraculous thing to know that every single thing in your space you either need, use, or love. I mean, that that already is hugely transformative. So I would start editing out the things that just don't belong there. They've either outgrown them, they don't play mm-hmm. with them, they don't like them, you don't like them, whatever it is. You know, if it, if it doesn't need to be there, it should go, especially with kids' items because they're so easy to donate. I mean, not everything that we talk about purging in our home is something you can donate. So the kids' items are perfect. They're usually actually a lot less used than adult items because they tend to grow out of things mm-hmm. at such a faster clip. Right. So you can easily donate things. And then the categorization is also free. So group like items together, you know, and if if you don't want to invest in the bins to contain them, that's okay. You know, right there, if you have it, if you have things edited down and categorized in their, you know, blocks here, Legos here, dolls Mm -hmm. here, that's great. You know, you've done most of the work. So, you know, yeah, truly free. Right. And, you know, I'd also say too, there's nothing wrong if you don't want to spend the money to, we obviously preach about the containment aspect because without that, things, systems do tend to fall apart. You know, the, the container, so to speak, holds yourself really accountable because again, you can't exceed that that space. It's like a drawer or anything else. So, but Mm -hmm. if you don't want to spend the money on, on those containers, repurpose things in your home, you know, guaranteed you have them there. Those options are absolutely always available. I love that. And label them. So if you find, if you're repurposing something in your home, get it, label it, and you know what it's for. 
And Absolutely. Just, the know, labeling is super helpful. The labeling is extremely helpful for maintenance, but it, it also doesn't have to be a physical label with a word on it. It could be, you know, lining things up in rainbow order is also a form of labeling. You know, it's assigning a spot, a designated home for something. So again, if you line up kids' books in rainbow order, they know exactly where to go grab, you know, the cat in the hat is in the blue section. They take it out and they put it back in the right place. Like it's not, it's a very intuitive right. thing. And like a kid's drawers or an adult drawers. I mean, this is really weird. And Clean and I are both like this, but we put shirts above the pants, like, because that's human body. So, I mean, just think about it in any way that makes sense for you. Again, we are weird, but that is like any way that makes sense in your brain helps to act as a label. Yes. It's all yes. about it, setting things up in an intuitive kind of way. I love your system with the home edit. It is, it's truly like you guys say, it is a system and, uh, it's easy to, to read in your book. And we're going to link that for our listeners, but it's just easy to follow. It's just actually sitting down and taking the time to do it, which is what I need to do next week. But well, uh, you have three very tiny uh, children that you need to worry about. Yes. So <laughs> yeah, I if mean, you get a big pass, yeah. three little kids is, is a whole <laughs> lot. Yeah, I know. But it's more my time management that is is the problem here. So, <laughs> <laughs> so anyways. All I can think about is that I'm waiting for how can I reschedule my the latter part of my day today so that I can actually go start and organizing Bryce's stuff. You guys are motivating me. It's really important to tell you, once you just forget about actually the organizing, just do the editing. It is magical. If you go into your children's rooms, try and do it when they're not there. If you go into your children's rooms with a trash bag for, not for trash, but to, you know, just to be able to get it out of there as quickly as possible. I mean, I have run through the house. Like I'm in SEAL Team 6, like doing ninja rolls, like down the hallway, just to get the bag of donation items into my car trunk immediately. No one will ever ask where those things go. Literally no one. I mean, you're not going to, you know your kids. You're not going to get rid of like, you know, their blankie or like something that they love. Right. Totally. So if you do a real edit out, it is just like, it's just life-changing. It is it's amazing. so freeing. I do it it's all so the time. Freeing. All the time. Me too. All the time. Same. Well, something that I would love to know, especially after we just went on that trip together, Clea, for anyone listening, we just went on this like couples getaway for two days in California. Oh, and so it was fun. just this like, oh, so nice to just like go on a trip again. And it just felt like, whoa, this is what vacation feels like. And anyways, it was so great to get away. And then I was like lugging my suitcases in our little cute cottages. And I was like, oh my gosh, what would Clea and Joanna <laughs> think of my suitcases? <laughs> and, and I looked at your guys' suitcases and they were like so organized and everything was put away. And so I was like, I have to ask Clea and Joanna on the podcast, how do you pack for travel? in hopes that we all go back to traveling very soon. I'm just such an overpacker. So I need to know like, what are your main three items that you pack and like, don't leave the house without? Okay. Well, I love this question, first of all, because I'm going to answer it. And then the second half of the question is how we unpack in a hotel room because Joanne and I have two very different distinct uh, ways of living on this. And it's, truly one of my yeah. favorite things to just drag yes. her on. I love to drag yeah, her on this so us. hard. So thank you. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. didn't even ask that part, but I'm just going to give it to you anyway. Um, so cool. <laughs> yeah. so I, I will say Joanne and I are totally aligned on the packing technique that we use is really yeah. leans into packing squares. They are 
such a game changer. Even John, my husband, even he now believes in them, which they're so smart. Yeah. They're so smart. So helpful. I find them not only helpful to keep my suitcase organized, but it actually helps me pack because it's a very methodical thing to do. So like I'll open up, I have different sets of the squares. I'll open up the ones that I put my pajamas in and I count out the days that I'm going to be gone. I make sure to, you know, I, I like to pack down to the actual oh. day. And it's gotten her, I like to, to get on Clea about this too, because it's gotten her in the way. I mean, she's had to borrow clothes for me more than once. Uh, I Probably wouldn't, three times. I wouldn't say clothes. I've had to borrow socks. I've had to. No, there is a, what? There are a few other things. No, there's been there's no, been some other it's things. It's been two things, and the vest was because I was cold. No, what are you gonna do no, me it wasn't the vest. Okay, anyway, it wasn't fine. the vest. It's fine. My point is the packing squares. I like to go down to the exact day because I like to challenge myself. It has gotten me into a few situations when we've like extended our trip by a day or something. Which so it's fifty percent of the time we extend our trip. Okay. So okay. But the packing squares are so helpful. Again, I do it for socks, underwear. I set up my outfits. Joanna has a different way of packing her squares. And I think it's slightly sociopathic, but Joanna, you go ahead and explain how you do it. I do it by, by like the activity. So I have my pajamas all for that one night in its own square. I have my workout clothes for that whole day with down to the socks in a square. So then I have, I have a hundred. She has a hundred squares. So like, let's just say it's like a Wednesday. She has like her Wednesday workout, her Wednesday day outfit, her Wednesday, maybe potential lounge outfit, her Wednesday pajama outfit. So she has like four cubes per day. And I'm like one cube for the entire category. Again, so so when we get to a hotel room, I just want to be clear. I don't care if we get there at midnight. I am unpacked. All of my kids are in the hotel drawers. So neat as can be. My empty suitcase is zipped up, put in a corner. I don't (laughs) want to see it again. I think a hotel room is a complete vibe. It is like, should be the vibe you want it to be. The second you walk in, it should be like that the last day. Joanna is a Tasmanian devil. She leaves her suitcase just wide open, willy-nilly in the middle of the room for everyone to see, packing squares everywhere because she has (laughs) 7,500 packing squares. She has to sift through them and throw them in the air to find anything. It gets to the point where the hotel housekeeping (laughs) politely picks Joanna's sad suitcase up from the floor and puts it like on a luggage rack because she thinks or they think that she's like a barbarian. And in a hotel room, she literally is a barbarian. I just want to say that. But again, for packing essentials, I think it's so critical. Again, the packing squares, I have yeah. um, a separate toiletry essentials that I that I have. I have like a hair toiletry bag, a skincare mm-hmm. toiletry bag, a makeup toiletry bag. See, separate, separate. Only because you of- You don't just have one. Because of the quantity. I just don't have one that can fit everything. Okay. Okay. Um, and also I, I also do organize by category, not by day. I don't, I don't have one bag for my Tuesday nighttime routine one day for like the, the amount of I like it. that you I, like I know how many days. Okay. Joanna, no, I'm, like, I'm so impressed that you can actually think ahead that much of knowing like, I'm going to wear this on the same day this morning, this afternoon, this evening. Like I can get some outfits together and I can kind of get my general days, but I might mix and match between that. Like, Well, uh, the only the only place that this doesn't work, I sometimes do run into a little bit of a problem mm-hmm. because then I'm like, well, what if I need it's colder than I thought. So then I bring an extra pair of jeans and then I sometimes bring a few extra sweatshirts. So then I have the free floaters in the bag, which I, I'm not proud of. No, her, her system is not exactly <laughs> bulletproof. Let me just say that. <laughs> but then the last thing that I think is super important is a tech bag. So I have its own separate thing with every charger 
back of chargers, Mophie bags. You would not, like, honestly, I have such a fear of like my phone, any device dying and everything now takes a different cord, you know? So it's like, you know, I have my, my one for my AirPods. I have a different cord for my AirPod pros. I have, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's endless, but yeah. Toiletry bags, check bags. That's a great idea. I would, I would add a laundry bag and Cleo will, will hate this too, but. Oh no, no, no. Well, (laughs) I have a different laundry bag than Joanna. So I bring a, I bring like a little sports sack that you can like bunch up really, really small. So it fits really tiny. So on the way there, it goes in the suitcase on the way back. It's full. So I, then I can check it. But the problem is, is that we don't have that much space. And because I get through so many clothes, because I try to work out in the mornings, I have a lot of extra dirty laundry than Cleo. So it sits, the, the laundry bag sits in the, sits in the bathtub because no, neither of us take a bath. Okay, so, but again, <laughs> it's the vibe. It's the vibe. Do I want to be like getting ready with like all of your dirty clothes in the bathtub? Gross. <laughs> you don't know what I go through. You don't know uh, what I go through. I love that you guys are like such a couple. It's really, it's entertaining. And it's reminding me of like my husband and I in a hotel room. <laughs> he likes to leave his suitcase wide open. Well, then yeah. in the hotel that we just stayed in, you know, it was this, it's this beautiful, it's all kind of cottages that are all designed to decorate it individually. And there isn't really a proper chest of drawers. And I'd already put my packing cubes in the closet on the shelves. And John looked at me because he knows my issues with hotel room vibes. And he goes, is it going to kill you to have my suitcase on a luggage rack? And I kind of just paused and he just started unpacking his suitcase. And he found like an ancient, like Chinese antique a piece of oh furniture in the room and he's like right, unpacking everything into it because of know, course like he probably had to like have something delivered from Amazon yeah. just to make sure it's unpacked. It was like family. literally <laughs> like a like a treasured antique in the room. Yeah, and he's like, I'm putting yeah. I'm putting my clothes inside here because I he's like, I just don't want this to ruin my time. So anyway, but <laughs> Joanna was probably cool. under yeah, the so. sleeping pig on the pillow. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the best. Well, you guys have a collab with CalPAC, right? Because I just ordered the neck pillow earlier this yes. week. And I'm so excited because I fly to LA uh, next week. And I've never had a neck pillow on the airplane. And I'm the oh. one that's like head bobbing. Like I fall asleep, but I head bob. What? Yeah. So I'm so excited. Really? You've never Haley, had a neck-, this neck pillow will change your life. I, I can't believe you've oh. never had a neck pillow. No. I wow. just never wanted to carry wow. it. So what do you do with it? Do you just like put it on your neck when you're going through the airport? Well, no, no. Well, Joanna used to. <laughs> I, 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 but our CalPAC one has a little contain a little case that it comes in, so it doesn't get gross. I like a little pouch. Oh, yeah, good. and so you just put the you can put the pouch in your carry on, or you can it has drawstrings. So or you could tie it to like the handle. Yeah, yeah. Do not walk through. The airport with it. We all used to do things that we uh, deeply regret, yeah. I think, um, in our just day-to-day life. Joanna used to sit on the airport floor yes. with her neck pillow on. And now yeah. it's like, we look back at these things, can't believe we did any of it. Like, I, I mean, I wasn't can't. laying, but right. I mean, I was sitting. But yeah. still, like, we just, yeah. yeah. I mean, wild times, wild times. Yeah. Our immunity right. must have been really good though. Right. I know. Yeah. I right. know. We were ready for anything, yeah. which I will say, because you guys also have sweatpants. Sorry to go back to the cow pack. You have sweatpants. A cute sweatshirt. sweatshirt. Yes. A whole jogger so set. Cute. Set of yeah. three oh, face yeah. masks, like a travel shawl slash blanket, the yeah. neck pillow. And, and the oh, squares. The, and the, the, zippered, the zippered pouches. Yeah. We, again, yes. like I like a tech pouch. I like, I have, uh, I need to, li- whenever I leave the home, I like to have like all of my wares on me. Like I have, I need every charger I own. I need 
every snack I possibly eat. Like I need all of, you know, Motrin, Advil, Band-Aids. Like I, yeah. I like need to travel with all of it. You're um, a pharmacy. I am, You're a pharmacy yeah. and like an Apple store. Yeah, I'm like Walgreens, like wherever I go. So I just need extra pouches. So we did a, a three zipper bag pouch collection that are so cute. So cute. They so are cute. so cute. Yeah, I'm, I just I'm, ordered some yeah. of those too. They're so I'm going to have to get my hands on them. I yeah. feel like your your technology tip has been key for I'm not anywhere near ready to leave my bubble yet but when I go back and forth between just my house and my parents house I technology piece I've been using it in a bag and everything mm-hmm. in one place and it is a game changer. Oh yes. Game Absolutely. Changer. It's amazing to not have to look for something. You know, to actually yes. just have it at your disposal and ready to go is I mean, who knew? I mean, we did, yeah, but yeah. 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 It's it's just such a real life hack, honestly, to just, you know, do a little bit of organizing and have things just Mm -hmm. ready to go. While we're on life hacks, I have then a question for you because I think for parents, the first time that you just really get that itch to start organizing is when you're pregnant and you start acquiring a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. So how do you manage new baby? What are like what is the one item that you absolutely need to be able to start organizing? And how do you just recommend handling the newborn world? It's really hard if it's your firstborn. I think that, you know, we all tend to overdo it on the things that we think we need and, you know, all of the amount of supplies, the outfits, the, you know, the the thing that this person told you is an absolute must have and, you know, all of that. So I think that I, we give everyone a little bit of pass on the first child. And also, I mean, the truth is, as, you know, uh, Haley, I don't, I don't know how many kids you have, Jessica. I have one. One, okay. So I, it's much, much more manageable than three. Right. Really well, but you know, three very young kids too. The, the first thing you realize is that even if something worked for your first child, your second child, your right. child might not like that. You know, the right. the bottles are totally different. The pacifiers are different. The snuggies, like whatever, you know, the things that they gravitate to. It's it's just what a wild time, right? Like the, the mm-hmm. amount of stuff that we end up accumulating. It is. I think that really the, is. so again, it's really hard to keep people from over accumulating when it comes to you know, very young babies, just because again, there's a lot of trial and error involved. And you go through a lot. I mean, you go through a ton of diapers, you go through a lot of diaper cream. I mean, you go through a lot of outfits. Yeah. So we do give people a pass. Again, you just want to have a system that is prepared for all those items so that you're not overflowing and you don't feel out of control. And I would also really hold yourself, uh, hold your feet to the fire when it comes to donating things that really didn't work. Something that, you know, your kids just don't gravitate towards a swaddle that maybe just didn't work for your child. You know, there are so many things that you attempt and that you try. And if, again, if it's just not successful for your child, then there's no need to to keep it all. Uh, All of the different big, huge, clunky, battery operated, you know, mobiles on the crib or exerciser toys or any of those things. It's like the second your child grows out of them or doesn't show interest Mm -hmm. in them, or if it's just like truly not working for your child, you know, I, God, I tried so many things with my firstborn, like every type of bouncer, things that go in like the doorways, things that go on the, on the floor, things that move around and, you know, and it's just like, you find the thing that your child ends up loving. And then I would really try and hold yourself to donate the rest uh, on the sooner side rather than the later guide. Think about how much space those items take up and decide if that's a good use of your space. If something's Mm -hmm. really special to you and you're like, I really want to hold on to this for my next child, then of course do that. But it's, it's everything with organization and editing really comes down to being honest with yourself and really asking yourself a question and forcing yourself to answer it instead of just assuming that everything you currently own is current is what you're going to keep. 
because it that that becomes more of a passive choice than like an active choice where you have to really take stock and inventory and be like, okay, I would like to take a little bit of my house back and not have mm-hmm. everything overflowing and not own all of right. this. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it is, there are tough questions. Sometimes when it comes to baby yeah. items, you do get extra sentimental and you start thinking about, well, what if this is my la- the last baby I'm going to have? What if this is the last time I ever see this thing again? What if, you know, it's like you do start to go down this whole emotional cycle. So the best thing you can do is just not assume that the answer is to keep everything, but, you know, to ask those questions and like force yourself to mm-hmm. give the answer. Right. Something I've been telling myself too is like, someone else will get really great use out mm-hmm. of this. Or another yeah. child is going to love this toy so much and get lots of love out of it. And that's kind of what I've told Olivia too, so that she can have that feeling of like, oh, I want to give this to another kid. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Which is great. It's a great approach. And it's and yeah. it's a really healthy approach. You know, it's healthy for us. It's healthy for our kids. And, you know, like I said, Stella has way more emotional attachments to things than my son, for instance. And, um, but as Stella gets older, she is becoming more mature with those things because I do involve her in, you know, things that she, you know, I don't try, I don't try and shelter her from like the realities that there are a lot of kids that don't have things and she has a lot and we should be able to give back to people who would love these and need them and use them. And, and I see her changing in her mentality. She, she's getting way better uh, you know, cause she does have such like a, a tender heart and she's getting way better at realizing that she'll feel better, honestly, about, yeah. about, even yes. about that item. She's not using it and it would make her feel happier and better to pass it on to someone who would actually love it and use it. Yeah. That's so wonderful. Maybe then let's segue into where do we donate? Clay, I know you're involved with Baby to Baby and we love that organization. We've paired up with them with Meaningful Living, giving part of our proceeds to them. And I just think it's a wonderful organization that if we could really just talk through where do you donate to? And if you're going to donate to Baby to Baby, what's Baby to Baby? and How do we get our stuff there? Sure. So Baby to Baby in its first kind of inception it was all about the Los Angeles community and serving uh, families in need in underserved areas in the greater Los Angeles area. And I'm from Los Angeles. And so I started um, working with Baby to Baby a long time ago. And they're a fantastic organization. They do incredible work. Joanne and I have also volunteered our personal time to go and you know, organize their massive warehouse um, where social workers can come in and really shop the needs of, you know, the, the families that they that they serve. So it's it's an incredible organization. What they've done in the last few years is actually set up a national network. So there's baby to baby like partners in places all over the country. So we have one in Nashville um, called Mother to Mother. And, you know, it's it baby to baby vets, these organizations, they work with them directly. Um, they kind of help set up a broader network, you know, to, to communicate and all kind of work together. So, I mean, I think baby to baby is a tremendous resource, no matter where you live, I would definitely reach out to them, go on their website, find out what kind of affiliate is in your nearby area and your local area. But even if you don't want to take the baby to baby step, there are, you know, boys and girls clubs, there are local chapters of all sorts of, um, you know, community housing and, and places where it's just even mothers and children that, that go to live, you know, in, in separate housing, they've had to, you know, leave their home for a variety of reasons. There are all sorts of local organizations that would absolutely love donations. And yet they're so in need and COVID has made it really hard at, you know, to donate items just because obviously of, 
uh, yes. quarantining the items and so forth, but it's starting to come back up again. So, you know, even, even if your local goodwill is the closest area you can go, then that's something, you know, I mean, you've yeah. done it. So I, I would definitely encourage people to look up organizations in their area that they might find particularly moving, but anything is, is a better move than just holding on to something that doesn't serve you. Right. Yeah. Or putting it in the trash. Oh, hundred yes. percent. Yeah. We are, when we say purge, we really, it, it takes a lot for us to actually throw something out. It t- it's like expired mm-hmm. coconut milk that gets thrown out. Yeah. But like something that's really, really, really trash. But the truth is so many items. It's amazing how much people can benefit from something that yeah. you just really don't want at all. You know, someone would love it. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize Mother to Mother was an affiliate of Baby to Baby because that's yes. who we donate to in Nashville. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Well, something that I wanted to ask you guys, because this is kind of just a new topic in our house now that Olivia is three years old and becoming more aware and more vocal about like where mommy and daddy are going to work now. And and you guys balance so much. You're wearing so many hats. You're You have multiple books written. You're doing your really huge Netflix series. You're probably away from the kids at certain points filming that. And that's got to be so hard. You've got a product line. You have two beautiful kids each. And what else? You have your room brand. I mean, it's just a lot. So how do you balance it all? But also, how do you explain to your kids and and kind of handle that? Like, okay, mommy has to go to work now. And how do you cope with that? Because I'm just now stepping into that and it's becoming a thing. It's yeah. really hard. I mean, it's really hard. I will, I'll say two parts. One is we don't balance it well. Yeah. We are, we do the best we can mm-hmm. and accept that it's just the best that we can, but we're not magicians and we have the same amount of hours that everybody else has in the day. And we're not masters at balancing it. Some, some weeks are, are all focused on work and other times we're, you know, much more focused on the kids, but it's not, it's not even, you know, there's no real balance. It's just sometimes this calls for more attention than the other topic. And it's something we've had to navigate and are constantly navigating in real time. And it's, it's hard. It's really hard. We're we're lucky. We have really supportive husbands, which is very, very fortunate. And we're able to have help from other outside help as well. So I don't think we could do it. We couldn't do it ourselves alone. No, we, Um, we definitely could could not do it ourselves. That's, that's for sure. But I think it's just, you know, communicating how and why we need to be gone so often is, mm-hmm. is really hard to, you know, yeah. it's, it's hard for us to deal with. It's hard for, you know, it's hard to see your kids sad and upset and it yeah. breaks your heart. You know, and Joanne and I have mm-hmm. both had real, like we will show up to the airport and one of us will just be like, yeah, heart totally. you know, so, yeah. so sad because one of our children, sometimes we both, you know, had to be like pulled off of us crying and we had to go, you know, the car is leaving. We have to go. And it's, it's really difficult telling your kids that you don't have a choice, you know, that this yeah. is, I'm, I'm not just going off to enjoy myself. Like I have to work. And I think that the hard thing for, well, it's hard all the way around, but sometimes Stella would say, well, why do you have to work? Like, I don't, I don't want you to work. Why do you have to work? And sometimes she'd even say, well, all the other moms are not all, but you know, so many other moms in my class, they don't work. Why do you work? And then I'm like, okay, so uh, you need to sit down. Um, I was like, Stella, let me explain something to you. First of all, 
no one ever asks a dad why they work. So um, I just need that to be known right now. And um, number two, I was like, mommy's really good at her job. And someday I really, really hope that you do something that you love, that you're really good at, that you get excited about. And, you know, that's, I'm proud of what I do and I, yeah. I'm always going to keep doing it. You know, I, it's not because yeah. I don't love you and w- wish that I could be here with you, but it's just what I do requires me to sometimes go places. And, yeah. and it is a really hard conversation because it it's is. a complex thing for kids to understand. Yeah. Yeah. And even yesterday, like I had a conference call that I couldn't miss. And my daughter was like, I have tennis. Can you just take me? And I was like, Oh babe, I'm on a, I have to be on a conference call. She's like, you can just listen in the car and you talk and I'll just jump out. I'm like, Oh, it's like a dagger through the heart. But I'm like, no, I need to like be at home focused. You know, like I just can't drive you. And then I'll see a mom that I know. And then I'll be like, I'm on the phone. It's just like, I just, you know, it's just, it's really hard. It is. It's just really it's a, it's a really complex situation and it keeps changing. And there's also a difference yeah. between, you know, going on a work trip for three days and then filming for three months, you know? I mean, yeah. it just like, we, we haven't even gotten to that. I know. I know. Let's not even go there. No, I know. <laughs> we, we already did it. And I, I'm like, we got through it and I'm like, oh my God, we're going to do it again. They're going to kill us. I know. I know. No, I can't even think about it. What a great example you guys are setting for your kids to teach them that mommies do work and that it's, it's both mommies and daddies and that they can be anything they want to be. And and you're showing them that, which is really cool too. Joanne and I both grew up with, you know, entrepreneurial mothers and I never saw, like in my mind, it was never an option to me that for my mom to not work. Like it was just that, that is who she was, who she is. Yeah. Yes. So, and I think that, you know, I know that our kids are going to grow up and know that that, that is just what life looks like. You know, life is, is working and hopefully working and doing something you really love and that you're really proud of, you know? Yeah. Right. That's right. That's right. And we remind them that, and it's comes down to really hard conversations, but in the end, I think it'll be okay. And also we're, we're kind of a mess, Clea and I, so it's like, maybe it's better Clea and me, I guess. Maybe it's better if they're less around us a little bit less, they don't (laughs) get so many of our weirdnesses and (laughs) idiosyncrasies. Yeah. Maybe they'll pick up some other traits. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, you guys are amazing, but I, you know, and that answer is just that it's such a good answer. And Haley and I, I'm sure we'll be reiterating what you said to each other, like talking to each other. Cause it's hard. Like it's we have another so meeting or something else to do. And it's, it's important to do it, but it's also, you think about like, okay, well, kind of life, uh, time is a thief and yeah. am I missing out on things with my kids? And it's just this yeah. constant, just balance back and forth. You just have to make so. choices. And, and I, I struggle with this so deeply, but I really try each year. It's my new year's resolution and each year I never succeed at it, but I try to be present with them when I'm with them. And I'm still really trying because it's so hard because my mind is in a million other ways. But I'm like, if I'm reading this book, I need to be really reading this book to them. Or if I'm at a soccer game, I should be watching the soccer game, not on my phone. So, you know, but it's very hard. It is very, very hard. It is hard. I mean, every time this past week has been, the past couple of weeks, past couple of months, the past few years have been really <laughs> stressful. <laughs> but, but the last couple of months specifically, we've had so much going on behind the scenes where I kid you not, if I put my phone down for 30 minutes, I have 600 new text messages on uh, 700 new threads. And like, I, you miss so much like that. And it's just like, Mm -hmm. which is so unhealthy. And I really, someday I'm just going to 
put my phone down. That's why our, our little couples trip a couple weeks ago was just so wonderful because it was truly an actual vacation. Like I could just yeah. zone out and it was so amazing. But it, it's been really hard to just be present because you, you miss so much in just like that. And again, time is a thief and you don't want to then miss the time you could spend with your kids too. So it's just, it's, it's a challenge. Even though your kids are older, it still pertains. Your kids really only need 10 to 15 minutes of focused time, like 10 to 15 minutes. Great. So I think we try because like day in and day out, it's just, it's the tennis match. It's the, yeah. you know, whatever it is, but it's like, if you just give them undivided attention for 10, 15 minutes, yeah. it, even that is hard to do. Like yes. truly. 10 even minutes. that is hard to do. I, and that's yes. the thing I feel so guilty about. I'm like, why is that hard? But it's our minds are just going a million miles an hour, you know? Well, you know what the, but, you know what's happening uh, over here on my end now that Stella is 10 years old now as of uh, last week and wow. um, 10 years old, just because I've never had a 10-year-old before, is definitely a teenager. I just want to be clear about that. Like, don't <laughs> think that, don't think teenage years start at 13 because I have news for everyone. So she's a teenager now. And so it's like, she'll come home from school and I'm like, how was your day? And she's like, I need a snack. And she like runs into the kitchen. She like takes out her <laughs> iPad. And I'm like, so like, how was your day? And she's just like scrolling and like not paying attention to me. And I'm like, hello, hello, how was, how was your day? Tell me something. She's like, fine. I'm like, okay, so, so now like what, what are, how are we supposed to engage exactly? Like what is this 10 to 15 minutes of, right. of time that I, right. it's just me interrogating her. Like she's just like, yeah. you know, yeah. And then she's just like over there and I'm like trying to talk to her and she's like, you know, doing her TikTok dances. And I'm just like, Stella, can you, can you focus yeah. on me? I'm like, what happened? Yeah. So it is. Oh, I know. I came in to kiss, kiss Miles last night and he's like, he was moving my head out of the way so you can see what, was, what he was watching on TV. Yeah. I was like, excuse me. Yeah. No. I know. Whatever. I, anyway, we don't have advice. Yeah. No, no advice <laughs> we have no advice. Because I have great advice. And I think we're all trying to navigate this new age of like balancing all the technology and everything that's being thrown at us and like work and home life. And we're all working from home now. And, and so there's not like a designated workspace. It's like that is home. And, and so it's just all kind of like amalgamated together and it's just hard to to kind of figure out and like compartmentalize i guess so i'm i'm figuring that out as well absolutely and i again this past year has been a real challenge and i will say this also going back to the time that we spend with our kids in some ways i i will take a silver lining from the last 12 months and the fact that i have never spent this much time yeah. with my children in their entire life Ever. Yeah. I think I've spent more time yeah. in the last 12 months than in the last 10 years total. Yeah. Combined. So, I, agree. I mean, it's really just so that piece of it. I remember last summer when I was just spiraling out of control because everything I was like, is this ever going to end? Are we ever? Gonna? Yeah. And at the end of it, John was like, I think this might end up being maybe one of the kids favorite summers ever because we were just all together, you know, and I wasn't right. traveling and we weren't so true. zipping all over the place. Joanna and I used to be gone every other week, really. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's right. all over the place. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's just there. I, I'll, I'll take that too. You know, like I, I think yeah. we're, we're all kind of navigating how to come out of these last 12 months. And there are, are a lot of great things that we were able to experience too. I mean, the fact, I can't believe how much I love my husband. I actually really like him. I could have, it could have totally gone the other way. Like, you know, like we've been trapped at home with everyone 
at least yeah. my children, like, I mean, what am I going to do? It's like the return policy is over, but like my husband, like, thank God, I actually just really like him. So it's just really, yeah. you know, it's been nice in, in certain circumstances. Absolutely. Totally. Oh, I love that. What a good, I, I yeah. feel like last year really made or broke people. And oh, 100%. It was really cool to see all the people that were like, wow, this is really awesome. Like we're getting so much family time. Yes. And of course there were moments where we were all going completely crazy, but oh, overall, totally. like you said, it was this kind of odd blessing in disguise mm-hmm. that everyone's going to look back and be like, wow, we had a whole summer together. I mean, we're never home in the summer. Yeah. That's like touring Ever. season and right. Ever. And we were forced to stay home, not only because of the of COVID, but because my pregnancy and Tyler's injuries. And so we were just like, all right, like we're supposed to stay put. Yeah. And just slow down. And I mean, Joanna yeah. and I, we always think back the first two weeks of March in 2020. So lockdown was roughly what, like March 14th, 15th. Those first two weeks, Joanna and I were in LA, uh, San Marcos Island, Florida, Charleston, Atlanta, Dallas, New York. No, New York was in February. Toronto, and then back to LA in two weeks. And we went from that to hard stop, like hard stop. And I mean, we had whiplash for sure. I think a lot of people did, especially just busy people. We're all of a sudden like, what? (laughs) We're not supposed to travel again? But gosh. Is that a hard adjustment? It was really hard, but it was also not hard because we we were just so panicked about the plague. You know, so it's like you didn't even think about you didn't yeah, think about right. the not no travel part. You just were like, ah! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just everything right. felt so scary and crazy right. that I don't even think we had time. I think you you didn't really I didn't really start feeling like I was missing the the travel component until I started until it started to become a really long time since I was like seeing my parents, seeing my friends, seeing you know yeah. you start to get kind of nostalgic and homesick for those things. But at the very beginning, mm-hmm. I don't know, Joanna, maybe you have a different take on it. No, I think that's right. It was really, it was definitely a whiplash for sure. Yeah. You know, and it, and we were just trying to, I mean, everyone was like learning about the pandemic in real time. So yeah. Yeah. Just a lot. Yeah. It's been a, it's, it's a been a wild year. Yeah. We've yeah. had, we've well, it's been worn a lot of hats over the last year. You know, we were, we were <laughs> yeah. epidemiologists, we were, um, yeah, these experts, right. you know, now we're vaccine experts, you know, it's like we work for Moderna yeah. and Pfizer. We have a lot of hats that we've been wearing over the last year. It's been <laughs> We have so many new occupations. It's so true. It's also been a busy year. Um, Things have also really... I mean, you guys were already successful. And then after the Netflix show, I feel like that just skyrocketed your your brand even more. And has that been such an adjustment? Even when you go out in public... I mean, we were with you once, Clea, and someone was like, oh my gosh, are you the home edit? Like, Do you both get that all the time? Is that an adjustment? I mean, well, we barely go anywhere. So uh, you know, <laughs> that's it's, true. It's 20. I, I will say mask wearing uh, <laughs> during a Netflix show coming out. It was a little bit helpful, um, but people still figure it out. They like see. And, and now if you're sitting at a restaurant or something, they can see you obviously without wearing a mask. So anyway, the mask stuff is only temporary band-aid, but it, it definitely has changed our life in un. Yeah believable yeah, ways in every, in every, every way, way in every way yeah. it, I remember before the show came out I was like is it gonna feel like the show came out you know because it's, it's like we're normally like in, when our first book came out in uh, March of 2019 you know we did this huge book tour for several months and blah, blah, blah and you know all these you know we were on the today show when the book show came out and all, all oh, when the book show oh god listen to me when the when the first book came out and you know we we had we would normally be doing press and like 
you know, we would feel the excitement and the momentum yeah. of doing everything. And anyway, so I was, I was like, is it just going to feel like it came out in a bubble? Nope. It did not feel like it came out in a bubble. It definitely <laughs> no, it felt not. like the yeah, show came it was out. wild. It was wild. It was yeah, the most was really wild, wild thing. I mean, RIP to my inbox forever, but, um, I actually like, I might need to get a new phone number. Like I still, it's just, it's crazy. I'll never get to the bottom of any text message ever. I miss everything. It just, it's, I, I feel like we'll never adjust. Yeah. Like our life changed so dramatically it overnight. Yeah. Yeah. I actually think it was probably more, it was probably a bigger jump having it released in 2020 because, you know, people are home. We're consuming yeah. more TV than we ever have. And what you put out was just such a breath of fresh air and everyone was just feeling overloaded. It's like, how can you not binge watch the show? Literally, how can you not watch it? I mean, it, it was, you're right. I mean, it was, what a crazy time to put out a show on how to organize your home. So we didn't know. We, we didn't get the <laughs> yeah. memo. Right. We did not get the memo. No, definitely did not. Oh, so, divine timing. Wow. Yeah. Well, you girls should be so proud of yourselves. It's really been really cool to watch as your friends. Well, we're it, oh, when I when I get you. my new phone number, Haley, I'll make sure I get it to you. <laughs> 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 no, it's it's really it's like been the biggest blessing of it really our has whole life. What a what a amazing ride. And the but, good news too, going back to our kids. If they understand anything, they get Netflix. So they are like, okay, like if you have to be gone, you can be gone for Netflix. So at least, at least it's something that like they think that we're cool about. So that's something, you know, I'll I'll take that. They normally don't care about anything we do. (laughs) In all seriousness, though, Haley and I, we talk about you guys all the time. Just we're navigating a, you know, a partnership together, two moms, and we just look up to you guys all the time saying, okay, what would Clean oh. Joanna do? How do oh. they handle this? God, don't do that. Period. Don't, <laughs> yeah. don't, don't do that. Do it's right. We, do. we are a mess. We are an absolute yeah. mess just trying to We navigate. really are. Yeah, that's we're, right. We're trying. The perfect type of mess. <laughs> oh. Well, before we go, do you have any fun or secret projects that you're working on that you could tell us about? Oh my gosh. I'm like, literally need to like think about it. Sometimes I'll, sometimes I'll forget like our actual collaborations and things that we're, that we're doing. I will say we have a very exciting new collaboration that's coming out um, in, gosh, what day is today? The second. So just next I think week. it's coming out. No, it's too, I think it got pushed a little bit. I think. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to say on the record. <laughs> okay. Exactly all right. What day. <laughs> we don't know exactly what day, but, um, but it's very exciting. It's a amazing line of calendars, day planners, um, like physical organizers, you know, the, the books, um, and that's going to be available exclusively it's, at target. It's, it's amazing. So the, cute. It's the cutest collection you've ever seen. It's like yeah. so many different kinds of covers, sizes, spiral bound, hard bound. It's um, so cute. Like sticker it's, packs like yeah. desk calendars. It just, it's notebooks. It's amazing. Yeah. I'm so excited about it. I can't even tell you. Yeah. You need so to give us a heads up so that it doesn't sell out before we go and get that, it. That's our secret project. We'll let you know yeah. that it comes out. Good. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Oh, I'm excited about that. Oh, you're going to die. It is. Stella is so excited about it. I have to get some for Liv. It, oh, you're, you want to eat them. It's, They're so yeah. cute. And it's, it's so this, cute. It's and the sticker really... packs inside are just ridiculous. Yeah. And of course, like everything's like rainbowed and color coded and like, oh, it's so fun. It's so fun. It's amazing. Anyway, I'm so oh. proud of it. I'm so excited. You're going to love it. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Cannot wait. Well, something that we like to ask all of our guests is what made you both feel full this week? <laughs> Everything. 
<laughs> probably, <laughs> probably full in a very different way than you mean it. <laughs> I might, yeah, I'm like, oh, the pint of ice cream that I ate last night. Oh, um, no, that made me feel full. I, I, yeah. I mean, what made me feel full is like we didn't stop our conference. Like even when we thought our day was done, it's like, oh, nope, 6 p.m. Get back on the yeah. conference call. Get back on the Zoom. I know Lauren just texted us that we have another call. <laughs> I was right like, now? Oh, no, I think in, in 20 minutes. I think we're okay. <laughs> I don't want okay. to. Um, no, I. <laughs> It's uh, uh, right now. What's making me feel? Let me just double check what time. I, I have uh, an overly full feeling right now, just because we're on the verge of filming again. So we start filming yeah. um, in just uh, gosh, a couple months, less than a couple months, and it's just it's like we need to cram so much into this one period because when we do film, we kind of go off the grid. You know, it's just it's so yeah. all consuming, and we really want to give all of our attention and energy and every bit of us to, you know, the projects that we do for the show. So we just, you know, it's like, we need to like basically get everything in our entire business done yes. in the next That's right. few weeks, which, you know, yes, is something. Yeah. yeah. You're quite full, but I am, I'm quite full on that, on that edge, but I'll tell you what is making me feel full in a very happy way is the fact that spring is starting, you know, spring has sprung. I, it's starting to feel green and lush and I can take walks again and breathe the air yeah. and yeah. daylight savings. And, you know, it just is like, it's light out later. Like I feel a lift in my spirit and it just, it's really, gosh, it's like, I, I forgot how badly I needed that, you know, to just, yeah, it does. It really helps smell the weather flower. Really yeah. The weather, I just really am so affected yeah. by it. And to just like, smell the flowers as I'm walking around Nashville and see all the green buds on the trees and be able to go on a walk at 6 p.m. because it doesn't get dark out until 7.15. Just these know, things, it's, so it's, nice. it's like primitive, but it's amazing yeah. how much it, it feels amazing. healing. Yeah. Anyway, that's, that. those are both sides of the ledger for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great answer. Um, super quick because this made me laugh and I get it a lot in my DMs. Because people are asking about the sweaty life. Oh my gosh. And if anyone <laughs> followed, <laughs> um, my husband Tyler has a song called uh, Long, long Live. Long, long live. live. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, long Live. And in the song, it says, Long Live This Way of Life. And Joanna, I'm sure you were around when Cleo I, was singing Long Live the Sweaty Life instead yeah, of months. Long Live This Way of Life. It's the best. amazing. Because, he, all right, <laughs> but hear me out. It's all about, but it's like working hard and like, you know, living life fully and like, yeah. you know, right. It, it it's felt, sweaty life. It felt like dirt under your fingernails kind of living and like, just, you know, work, yeah. working hard. No, it like, totally right. works. And so it's like long live the sweaty life. I was like, yes. So I was just walking around <laughs> Nashville, just singing long live the sweaty life. I, like just for months. And then finally. Yeah. I mean, that's so embarrassing, but I also like, so I'm here for it because I, I, it's, it makes sense. Like you get a pass on that one. I think. It's so yeah. embarrassing. And I literally, I was again, going on a walk in my neighborhood. I like to walk and listen to music or a podcast. And it was like, you know, when all of a sudden it hits you, like the light bulb goes off and it was like, <laughs> like, I felt like, Oh, like I needed to pull a random stranger over on the street and, and confess. Like I needed to, to, to tell someone right then and there, which I, I texted you and Tyler. It was like, all right. So yeah. I just want to let everyone know that I've been singing Long Live the Sweaty Life. Yeah. For two months. So anyway, <laughs> but now it makes sense to me. Um, and now I just, all I can hear, all I can hear. Oh, yeah, us too. And so, yeah, that's what everyone's saying. They're on your team. They're like, we hear that too. Like, that's all we hear now. So yeah. 
people, if you feel validated, <laughs> yeah. there you go. Tour merch. I'm telling you next yes. time when we're touring, I fully expect, I want Tyler to yeah. come out in a sweatsuit, um, on stage. I want to, I want to hear long of the sweaty life. I want there to be merch. I think we have a whole campaign around it in my opinion. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Oh, well, um, I'm sure all of our listeners know where to find you, but for anyone that doesn't, where can they find you and your books and your products? Um, we, our website, thehomeedit.com has everything from, again, our, our product line, our books, um, links for the show, our services where we have organizing services in nine cities. Um, pretty much everything that you could possibly want to find on us is on our website and our social handles are always at the home edit on every platform. Well, thank you girls so much. Thank and you guys so much us. for having us. This is yeah, so fun. You, oh, this so is so fun. fun. Again, so fun. be so proud of yourselves. I am so proud to be your friend and I'm just excited to see the next season and all that's to come. So thank you. Well, thanks guys so much. We love doing this. Thank you guys. Nothing like chatting with your friends makes it really easy. a great afternoon. <laughs> I know. It's so fun. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you found something meaningful from this episode. Please subscribe, rate, and review. We want to hear from you. Your thoughts, experiences, and anything you want us to cover. Tune in every Monday for a new episode of Meaningful Living. And if you're looking for more ways to live a meaningful life, follow us on Instagram at Meaningful Living and visit our website, MeaningfulLiving.com. Can't wait to see you next week. 